morning to you and hello to anyone interested in how to fix their troubled finances. By the way, there's a book by this name, Troubled Finances, There's Hope, available on the website www.troubledfinances.com. Why do people have troubled finances? Because the world has a plan for their money, your money, and that is to take it from you and me. So, to avoid the world taking our money from us, we, I, show you a better plan. That plan, by the way, is God's plan. And let's provide a real story about how one lady and one couple gets into some trouble and how they work their way out of it using God's plan. In this life lesson, we have an interesting story, and I relate, this, and I relate to this personally because we're talking about how we become like our parents. Yours truly became like his father. In our marriages, unless we, have a de- unless we make a definitive effort to change with the help of the Almighty God, we will have many of the same tendencies, good or bad, of our parents. The lady in this story, Carol, is a can-do lady. She gets it done, just like her mother. However, her father never seemed to land more than a temporary job, and he did have something of a drinking problem. At the time, she thought that he just seemed to have bad luck and that contributed to his drinking problem, or the other way around. But he did always have a drink sitting around somewhere, and even then, she thought that was not good. So she had decided, when she married, she did not want a man who drank alcohol. Good decision. When she met Steve, she was pleased that he did not drink, and she liked the fact that he was kind, and it certainly did not hurt that he was really cute. The fact that he did not have a good job at that early stage in his career did not bother her. But what should have bothered her was he had no definitive plan to work his way up. Fast forward 22 years. They are married and they have two daughters, one 18 and one 20. Her husband, Steve, still does not drink, but he does have a job problem going from one to the other. And the one he has now again is low paying. Carol, on the other hand, is working two jobs. She is an executive secretary with a firm downtown during the day. And then she's a waitress in the evenings. With everything else that needs to be done, there's no time for cooking. But they need to eat, so it's off to fast food or to carry out at a cost of three times the price of groceries, and the credit cards always handle it. But at the end of the month, again, there's not enough money to pay the credit card balances in full, so the cards are hovering at their limits. Action step, more about this couple later, but then in this instance, The husband's job allowed him to have some more discretionary time than his wife with her two jobs that had good grief. Uh, So he needs to step up and do more around the house, including meal preparation, so they could eat at home. Question to consider here. What would you recommend to this couple? What about the idea of obtaining professional counsel? Proverbs 12.15 says, A wise man is he who listens to counsel. That also implies obtaining counsel. We know what the issues he has. Uh, we, we know what issues he has. He seems to be lazy. And if I were his counselor, I would point out First Timothy five eight, which says, "If anyone does not, this is a verse in the Bible, by the way. If anyone does not provide his, for his own, and especially for those of his household, he's denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." Does this verse apply here? I think it does. What else? What issues does she have? Well, first. Since he tends to be lazy, whenever there's something needs to be done, she steps in and does it herself, just like her mother. And when something needs to be fixed on the house, since Steve does cannot or does not do it, she calls a repairman and has it done. Is this the correct situation? 
What would you do if you were Carol? I know what my wife would do. She would stop doing my laundry and other things, and she would get my attention by her actions and say, by saying, Hey, if you're not going to do your part, then I'm going to leave some things undone around here as well. Her actions would speak to me loud and clear. So what would you do if you were short of money and had no time to fix supper? It's obvious what they did, and part of it was because there were kids involved. But if there's no money, what should be done? Again, maybe some tough love is needed here. Steve is a man, and most men like to eat, right? If she exhibited tough love, she could take his credit cards. She would already have food in the pantry that they could cook and let Steve and his daughters either be hungry or cook and fix something. Do you think Steve ever prayed about this? And how could he help? Why or why not? My opinion is he just kind of floated along the path of least resistance for himself. In retrospect, as a mature woman, she now realizes her dad had a lazy streak and he would constantly disappoint his employer and eventually they would let him go again. And just like her mother, she married a guy that would let her be in charge. And that's where her comfort level was. Well, what should be the situation? Well, obviously, right now, it's, it's obviously too much for her to do all this. She's no spring chicken, and even if she could do it all, she should not. Steve, for his own welfare, needs to step up to the plate and do his share. And speaking from a man's point of view, uh, even, even when you have a job that you're doing work at work, there's a feeling of accomplishment when you come home and you get something done around the house even if it's just cleaning or doing the dishes. You did something that needed to be done, and that makes a person, a man or a woman, feel good. Steve would feel good, better about himself, when he did some of these things. The good news is, they eventually made it to counseling, and there was some improvement. Steve had never looked at 1 Timothy 5.8 before, at least that he remembered. He was surprised at what it said and agreed to do more. That was a great relief to Carol, and her attitude. She was finally tired of being the boss and really tired of the whole load emotionally and physically that she carried. They had two daughters, as we noted, and but they were both in college and they were being supported by their parents, a significant drain in the finances, building up the credit cards. And they realized they needed to find jobs themselves and do more, perhaps even dropping out of college temporarily until they had saved some of the money needed. It's interesting that our viewpoints change as we age. Initially, when we leave the nest, we think we have it all figured out. But many times we end up doing very similar things to, to what our parents did and do. However, as we age, we develop a broader picture, taking in other viewpoints, and our understanding expands. If we are Christians, then we can ask the Almighty God how He wants us to change and how, and how we can become more of the people He wants, to, he wants us to be rather than just uh, chip, off, chip off the old block. Carol and Steve did this very thing. Initially, they were very similar to their parents, but when it was not working, they were willing to break out of the mold by obtaining good counsel, realizing their shortcomings, and doing something to improve their situation. And this is the Christian message. It's a message of joy and of hope that we can do something about it and with God will help us and we can improve our situation and further the kingdom in the process. God gives us joy and gladness. Sometimes I've heard this singing might be in a minor key, but we still sing. Even though there are many sorrows in this world, 
The gospel message of the Almighty God provides us with the most uplifting and joyful words found anywhere, and then they're found in the Bible. Countless people have attested to this over the centuries, including those who were even killed for the sake of his message. I don't know if you know your history in the Bible, but there's a guy named William Tyndale, one of the very first translators of the Bible into English in the 1500s, and he was persecuted and martyred. Before that, he wrote in his prologue to the New Testament these words, Christianity is good, merry, glad, and joyful tidings. It makes a man's heart glad. He can even sing, dance, and leap for joy. I obviously do not know where you stand on this issue. But as a Christian, I'm confident that you and I are just passing through. In other words, there's a real heaven and a real hell. William Tyndale knew that as well. And he, he knew that he was going to go to heaven when he died. We, while we are here on earth, we're only here for a short time. But we have a soul which lasts for eternity. So, because there's a real heaven and a real hell, how we believe determines where we will go. If you have any questions about this, feel free to go to our website and at www.troubledfinances.com and send me an email. I will respond. Thank you for listening. If you have any interest in the book, Troubled Finances, There is Hope, you can order it at for $13.95 softcover or even only $3.69 Kindle from their website, troubledfinances.com. Have a great day. Talk to you next week. I'm David G. Toussaint. <music>